If you'll open your Bibles, please, and, and I have a very short time here, and, uh, uh, and so if you'll go to Revelation, uh, I'm not going to preach a prophecy, that's your pastor job, I told in the other hour, uh, but I am going to use Revelation to encourage you today, challenge you today, God challenges me, has encouraged me sometimes all in the same breath, and so in, in Revelation 5 and verse 9, uh, <clears throat> by the way, you're going to hear our stories tonight more uh, of what God has done, but I also, I'm going to make another plug for something else. There's two heroes of mine are sitting in here, your former pastor. Now, this man's growing quick to be a hero. I really appreciate this man's heart. But these two men I've known for 20 plus years, and they are my heroes, and if you're just coming here for the first time, you ought to get to know these men. There's a lot of water over the dam that you don't know anything about that has you sitting in these seats, and, and you ought to know the history of this church and some of the men who really stuck with this when the fire got great, and so I think that you ought to do that. Anyway, uh, Revelation uh, 5 and verse 9, and they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. And here's the whole king out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. The printing press, you're giving, you're supporting me, you're sending me. You, and you see all these lives here got saved or pastoring. There's more lives coming out of them. Actually, you and me get to these verses come alive to you and me. You're actually making this verse alive by all the souls you've seen saved. You have a part in that. You are actually living this verse. I, I can never get tired of saying that. You are living this verse. How many churches can say that? How many individuals can say that? This church by sending us for eight years in the bush, plugging away. Now we have lots of struggles, but the greatest blessing right here is we are living and fulfilling this verse all the time. And you can do the same thing. By the way, there's people hopeless here because of the virus. What an opportunity for you to go to win them to Christ and continue this verse going in your own town. Amen. What an opportunity. Don't look at all the negative. What an opportunity. The people are becoming hopeless. They're discouraged. They're frustrated. They're dismayed. What an opportunity for the gospel in our country. Now go to Revelation 11. Revelation, I'm sorry, Revelation 12 and verse 11. It says, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And that word, they, is Christians, who is in heaven and us too, because we get the same principles. So, and they overcame who? Him, the devil. The devil, they overcame the devil. It wasn't a demon. It wasn't another God. Yeah, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but it's a spiritual war. But here this verse literally says, I can overcome the devil just like Jesus. As it are written, thou shalt not live by bread alone. When Jesus was done with the word of God, he fled. And he said that if we resist the devil, he will flee too. Why? Because Christ is in me. Amen. And he's in you. 
And greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. And so here it says they overcame him. Overcoming. We can overcome. It's some of the sin that keeps bugging you. I've had sin in my life that I just, I'd repent. I'd just, and the next day I'd trip right on the same sin. And the next day trip on, I'd forgiven. And it was like a little like pinball machine. It just, I keep bouncing off and keep doing the same old sin. And God says, no, overcome it. And so here, let me read this in a pigeon. Now, all you winning and long, strong, belong, bloop, belong, pinkinini, seep, seep. Now, long talk, belong, testimony, belong, God. Now, all we know, been like him too much, life, belong, oh, yet. He go enough, long time, he been, he die. And so I gobbledygook to you, but I figured I better give you some pigeon. I teach pigeon in English, so you ought to get some of that gobbledygook too, okay? And so... Uh, the, the guy's laughing at me. I, I have a whole new Greek word, gobbledygook. And it's just, <laughs> I'm not sure if it's Greek or Hebrew, but it fits one of them, okay? I asked God, how do I overcome? And he gave me verses to overcome. I'm going to share, uh, there's a phrase that he has given me about my life, I guess, there and here in my ministry. The blisters are real. But the blessings are better and bigger. The blisters are real. But the blessings are better and bigger. Let me give you just a couple of blisters. When I was working, uh, when we first got, you saw it, it looks like a campus now. But it was all bush. When I went in there the first six months, it was a bush knife. Had to, we cut it out. Pastor Dan and I were cutting that bush out. And boy, would I get blisters on my hand. And then I, the next day I'd get them, and they'd break the blisters. And then they got really sore. And then as they were drying, then they'd start cracking all over again. And then, it, by the way, and then I'd leave them alone. And then sometimes they get infected with the dirt, and I don't wash them out right because they you know, it's just a little scratch. You know how we get big head and stubborn and say, oh, it's just a little cut. And then it gets infected. And things are hard to heal in Papua New Guinea. Very humid, very hot. And so those blisters are very painful. But then calluses come on and you can really use that bush knife. Well, let me give you some of my blisters or trials. And the blessings are triumphs. But let me give you some blisters that's been in our life. And I can't spend a lot of time because actually I'm already out of time. But we're going to spend a little more time. And then, <laughs> okay. So I'm honest here with you. Uh, I have nothing to hide. Uh, Satan can't use anything against me. So I don't hide. I'm, I'm transparent. So Satan can't use anything against me. And so uh, have at it. So anyway, <laughs> there's some blisters in our life in Papua New Guinea. It's not all roses. There was a price to pay for all those souls that when we were there. And so uh, there's always a price. And what is the price? There's always something that you must give up for God to bless. God cannot bless flesh. Okay? He can only bless his spirit. And when I, he always puts me in a blister and always in a trial to my flesh has to die a little more. He's going to do something to grow me. So some of the blisters that he's thrown in our life is... Uh, the mos- it's Mosquitoville. We live under a, we, we sleep under a mosquito net. It's mos- I have that bug juice every day, I call it. And so I, I, I swim in bug juice because the mosquitoes are everywhere. The frogs put me to sleep at night. We have lots of frogs and they kind of harmonize at night and try to put me to sleep. Uh, there's only two seasons that we have. Somebody asked me the other day, how many seasons? I said, we have two seasons. You have four here. We have two, hot and boiled. 
<laughs> so what, when it's hot, it's raining. When it's boiling, there's no more rain. It's very hot, very humid, very hot. But <clears throat> we have lots of termites. We have bugs. We have snakes. They're all poisonous. We have rainy season in the mud, sometimes five months of the year. The isolation. You have been in isolation here a few times, but walk into my world. Okay, America only experienced for a little while, and you get all dismayed and discouraged, but that's my world. That's how we normally live. We're in isolation. There's no other white skin to talk to uh, and whatnot in, in our level. So uh, there's, in communication, we have a 2G phone and internet together that when it gets to me, it's 0.2G. And so we can't, it's, and sometimes they're broken down for two or three months. So the isolation, the loneliness, no communication, that can become a great blister to me. And the isolation where, now my son, my youngest son got married here June the 6th on my anniversary, but for eight years I couldn't see my children, I couldn't even see my grandchildren. And I'd go out in my garden and say, I want to see my children, I just want to hug my kids. And he'd say, you will. Hang on. But those are blisters to me. Those are trials to me that must be overcome. And uh, listen to me. The purpose of the trial and the blister is for God to get me to come under his authority more. Maybe I'm rebelling against something or maybe there's just a pet sin in my life and we all got them. And maybe there's just some, maybe there's some good things that are okay to do, but he doesn't want me to do them. And so I have to look, the trials, the pressure, they're beyond what I can handle. And he wants me to come under him. Why? So when I come under him, then he gives me his authority to overcome the trial to get to the great blessing that's bigger than better. I found out that there's not very big blessings if there's not blisters. The blisters produce the blessings if we stick it out. And, and by the way, it just, let me show, I, some, it might be cold, it's still there. Okay. So I can come down here even though you're, well, even if you're watching, bend your camera down here, okay? <laughs> but I'm coming down, okay? I show this to my students all the time. We have a three-year, each we have two three-year schools that graduated and they're pastoring. But I'll take hot water, and this is a tea bag, okay, glass. And what I'll do is I'll pour that in there to my students. And the preacher before me was too long-winded, so the water is cold, okay. And my guys will always say, wow, look what the water made. And I have to say, uh-uh. I say, no, the water just revealed what was already in the tea bag. Amen. That's right. It didn't make it, it revealed it. Many times I'll go to the Lord, and by the way, we think our blisters, my blisters are bigger than your blisters. No one understands my blisters. We always think our blisters are out of proportion. You don't even understand my trial. Isn't that where we come from? And God says, they're all common to man. Yeah. That's right. They're all common. 
There's no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. But we think, mine's a special one. God just has it for me or whatever. He's up there with a two before, really spanking. Actually, it's a plank now or a big post. Anyway, he puts me in the trial. And I used to say, what are you making me? He said, I'm not trying to make you. I'm trying to expose and reveal where your heart is right now with me. And he says, I want you to take this verse that you've been memorizing and I'm giving you a trial so it can come alive and be real in your heart. And believing that verse, you can see the other side. Believing is seeing. If you don't believe in this trial, you will never see it. On the, We have a tendency to see the trial, but we don't see anything by faith. We see the trial and say, man, where's God? Why me? You ought to say, you ought to get excited and say, I'm glad you chose me. You, 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 won't, you won't, all things work together for my good. Hey, God's in control. And he's given me something that I'm able to escape. And so he'll give me a trial. He'll expose me and reveal my strength and my weaknesses. So it'll help me grow and make his word. By the way, when everything's going good, we don't need him so much. But when I'm in a trial, when I have some blisters, I'm on my knees. I'm walking in a garden. This, my, one of my students just lied to me. Uh, all this isolation. And sometimes I get in the flesh and I say, God, I can't handle this. And he'll smile and say, I'm glad. And he'll say, those verses you taught your students, when are you going to use them? So he say, you get this verse, and in this trial, I'm just showing your color. You're a little weak here, Will. You're strong here, but you're a little weak. And you need to take his verse. And by the way, when you start taking those verses and apply them in this blister, he becomes so real. The verse in Jesus comes alive in your life. And then he says, by the comfort wherewith he has comforted you, you can go out and comfort others. And that's our whole ministry. It is not. By the way, we have a wrong easy believers in America. It isn't all pie and roses. You're going to have to go through trials so you can see Him. Yeah. Amen. The, the blisters. What makes the blessings even better. I mean, there's students lie to me and all kinds of things and just laugh at me and whatnot. But yet, when God gets a hold of them and they go out and win souls, the blessing is bigger and better. The blisters are real. Oh man, they're painful. But he says glory in them. Because it creates patience and experience. The experience is being able to live by faith what you cannot see. Believing the verse and then you see the end. But most of the time we see before we believe. And Christianity is believing and then seeing the blessing. So maybe we got to put off some things here and to put on His righteousness. There, how's that for an introduction to next week, buddy? (laughs) By the way, this blister, it will either make you bitter or better. And guess what? There's one, one letter that changes bitter or better. It's in bitter when it's I. If it's about me, I'm, I'll get bitter. But if it's about him by faith, I will get better. The blisters will make me bitter or better. Where are you? 
Where are you? Because when it does and makes me better, I get under him. I say, okay, Lord, I can't handle it. I'm coming under you. I submit to you. I'm going to die to you. And then he says, okay, here's my authority. Go overcome. Overcome. And when you overcome, you get his blessings, which are bigger and better. My wife had four children. And she was in pain 16 to 18 hours, each one of them in severe pain. But when each child came along, she had a smile on her face. And those blisters, that pain was worth the smile of that baby. The blisters are real. You can't take them away. In this world, we'll always have tribulation. We'll always have trials. But if we submit under, He will give us authority, overcome, and then we'll see how good and wondrous He is. I think we put our great wondrous God in a box. And we made Him in an image like man. And that, by the way, that's worshiping a false God. And so I have to, oh. Tonight I'll give you lots of the blessings that I'm talking about because I'm out of time, but I do want to share this. Because this is what God did to me in eight years there. By the way, I love it there. That's my home. And I wouldn't trade any of the blisters for anything because the blessings have been wondrous and more exciting. And he's going to throw me bigger blessings or bigger blisters and they're going to be bigger blessings. The trials are worth the triumph. Just hang in there. But here, we usually write our our praise and our blessings in the sand and we write our complaining and criticizing in marble. We ought to reverse that and write our blisters, our trials in the sand and write our wondrous works of blessings in marble. We need to remember his wondrous works, not forget them. And I'll I'll finish right here. I'm out of time. I'm going to finish with one verse. Pastor, is it okay? Go to 2 Corinthians 12. 2 Corinthians 12. My sermons are like trains. I can unhook a boxcar any time here. So. But this is powerful and I want to get it out. And in 2 Corinthians 12, 15, it says, And I will very gladly spend and be spent for you, though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. And I'll finish with this, folks. I learned from a friend of mine over there, one of the team he preached a message. He said, charity, true charity, is love with his work clothes on. Never forgot that. Because my wife tells me about work clothes on. When I go out in a banana garden, my, I regular banana clothes because it stains you. Okay? And then if I'm working in the shop, I get oil and grease and dirt. And if I'm out by bananas, my bush knife is not absolutely accurate, and I'll cut my pants or my work clothes. And so they'll get dirty, they'll get greasy, uh, they'll get cut. And listen to me, you can't truly love unless you get some of that dirt on your work clothes. Because we're going to spend, the more you love, the less you will be loved. That's what Christ did for me. I cursed him and spit it on his face from Vietnam until he saved and forgave my soul. And took the bitterness from me 
every other word out of my mouth with a four-letter word. He took it from me. Why? The blisters are real and they're painful. But it takes the word of God in your heart. That's how you get it here. You have it up here, but the only way he can get it down here for life is to put you in a blister. And the blister makes God's word come real in your heart. And then you can walk it. And the moment you walk through that blister, boy, there is my God. He is big. Look at the blessings. He is wondrous. We need, when we love, put a worker clothes on because it'll come back at you. Satan doesn't like you to love like Christ loved, and he'll come back and try to hurt you. Somebody will lie to you. Somebody, I discipled a family for five years, led the whole family to the Lord, and after five years, they came to me and said, I don't like how the carpet is. We're leaving. I mean, that's a blister. And then I have a youth rally, and 16 kids get saved, and I say, what a blessing! The blisters are real. You can't get away from them. And most of us try to run. Say, oh God, take it away from me. It's the very thing that He gives you. He wants you to grow in it. Not run from it. The the blisters, the trials are real. But oh my, my God is big. And I'm in a place called impossible. And I just love to see my God do wondrous miracles. And I'm saying, thank you for sending me. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for the John and Romans. And please, 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 do not stop praying for us. Amen. Thank you, Pastor.